Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. And the fans' high school insider, Big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome into the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores. On 1250 AM, the fan, I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host. He is the athletic director at Muskego High School, Ryan McMillan. Ryan, what's going on? How are you today? Hey, I'm really good, Mike. The sun's shining. It's going to be a great day. Can't complain. Uh, how early did you take a look at uh, the brackets? Uh, about 6 a.m. I got my I first got my text at 4:10, and it, and I'll just tell you, it was somebody who um, is he is kind of part of the Muskego family, and he said, "I'm wondering who hates Muskego, man." <laughs> and I said, "Well, we'll see. I'll have to ask Ryan McMillan about that." And so, look, let me just kind of go through. If people haven't seen the brackets, and most of the people that that listen to a show like this probably have. But um, the the bracket that Muskego's in, uh, McGuanago got the number one seed. Muskego got the two. Sussex Hamilton, that's who I feel the worst for, by the way, got the three. Four is Arrowhead. Uh, five is, let me take a look, five is Kenosha Bradford. Six is Milwaukee Hamilton. Seven is Oconomowoc. Eight, Janesville Craig. So McGuanago will open up against Janesville Craig. And Oconomowoc has to come to Muskego. When I sent you the text this morning, I said, hey, I made a comment about it. You said, no, I think it's all right. We're, we'll be all right. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, I don't know that, you know, we got screwed in any way, shape, or form. I think this is what happens when you take the human element out of it and you leave it strict, strictly to computers. And a computer's weighing all of your games and the success of all of your opponents uh, over the course of a year. And, you know, non-conference mattered. And um, in Muskego's case, you know, we lost a game to a team that's 5-4. and four. And because we did that, the computer weighed that probably heavily against us when they look at putting McGuanago, who's a one seed, who lost a game to a team that's 8-1. and one. And so, you know, we got some questions about that this morning. But, and again, in Hamilton's case, they're the three seed because they lost to the one seed. And that one, one you know, the, the two seed schedule is probably weighted as a stronger schedule. But that's why you have the playoffs and you try and uh, figure it all out. So I think this is, is really is computer-based, computer-generated, and all the algorithms. And I don't know that it's always right. Uh, but it, it, it just might be, and time will tell as we go through this. Well, 
So, Ryan, the idea of being an undefeated conference champ, right? Yep. Now, does yep. that not does take – does not – if you're going to be the three seed, does the, that doesn't help as much as it used to with computers doing this or what? conference champ helps is when they make the groupings. So the playoff fields determined by the computer, the groupings, the regional pairings, the teams of eight that are put together are determined by committee with WIA and WFCA uh, uh, representatives. And then the seating is again, computer generated once they get placed. And so I think as you look across the brackets and I haven't cross-checked all of it, but all of the undefeated conference champs were separated. And so that's where, you, like Division One, for example, you got Hamilton in a bracket, you got Sun Prairie in a bracket, you got um, Kimberly. Franklin. Kimberly. Yep, Franklin yep. in a bracket, and then Kimberly. And those were your four undefeated conference champs. And then how the computer seeds it is how the computer seeds it. So it, uh, I think that's where it takes weight, and it's trying to split those teams up. And, you know, I mean – at the end of the day, everyone's got to win or not, right? Because it's the playoffs, and um, it's just, yeah, you know, how do you like to be Hamilton undefeated conference champ and potentially if Muskego and Hamilton win and hold hold the higher seed, right, hold serve, you got to travel to Muskego. That's a, that's a tough draw, but um, non-conference mattered this year, and in a lot of years it doesn't, and that's where there, there's some weight put into that. So I have been asked this week more – about the city conference, Milwaukee City Conference teams, than anything else that I've been asked about. With when it, and this time of year, I get asked. I'm talking at the gas station, at the grocery store, at church. Hey, where's this team going to? How are they going to do? How where 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 are they going to be seated? And I'm always like, I have no idea. Right? We can look at it and we look at history, but this is a whole different animal. But I've got asked more about city conference than ever before and look there are some things that were going on i believe this with people at the city conference at the administration not that not the high school level and the coaches level but i i don't think it's right and so a team like milwaukee riverside and you know how i feel about patrick wagner i i'm a big fan i love him but they won one they won two games by forfeit and they won one actual game where they beat um bradley tech and they're in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think I think the the one piece to to temper some of those emotions that that you know in a regular year that should not happen for sure. But we still are not out of this whole pandemic deal. And I guess I guess from my standpoint and looking at the big picture and perspective is last year you and I were sitting on the show lobbying to have a playoff you know, a playoff right. period. Yes. And now this year, at least we're back to the playoffs. So, I mean, I think I'm kind of thankful for that. And if it, it you know, it's a tough deal. And I, I don't, I don't know, you know, I, I definitely don't agree with qualifying for, for just one win. But as you look across all brackets, there's teams that are three and six. There's teams that have losing records in their, in their conference. There's a lot of different pieces. And I think, at the end of the day, I think the WIA and the WFCA leadership looked at the city and said, we need the city to create a full seven divisions of playoffs. And therefore, they decided to work with the city to get those teams to qualify to allow all the rest of us to play it out right, wrong or indifferent. Right. I'm not saying it's right, but that's uh, I think that was kind of their their stance. And I just know from having football be the only sport in the entire state last year of all sports all seasons was the only sport that did not get a playoff um to now have it back i think that's that's uh, a blessing right there and, and you know you you take what you can get and you try to move forward i guess yeah i i guess i i've just there are some teams that didn't get in and i'll go back and take a look at that the teams that were right on the bubble that didn't get in, and when they, especially if, you know, whatever, I guess Division One is where we're going to, you know, we're going to spend most of this first segment on, but whoever that team, that last team that didn't get in, 
and they look at some of the teams that did get in, and I don't want to pick on Milwaukee Riverside. I don't. But if they say, look, how did we not get in? And they they won one game. They they won a couple by forfeit. But even if we even if we say, hey, look, let's give them those wins, right? Let's give them. Then they're what three and three and one, two, three, four, three and six total. That's their that's their 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 record, and they had one win in conference, and they're going into the playoffs. And we didn't get in. I I just think whoever those teams are are going to have to stand up and go. Look, this isn't right. This isn't fair. Yeah, and they they probably definitely have a, a case there and and can make a uh, um, argument for themselves. I do know when it comes to the computers, and you alluded to forfeits, um, they found a way through the metrics to make forfeits and make up games and all of those uh, carry equal weight across all divisions and in, in the whole state. And they felt like they had a formula that allowed them to determine the field and that's where the computer did determine the field and so um but your heart goes out to those teams you, you you're right mike they they earned it through sweat equity and they had to play a tough schedule and find a way to to win three four games or whatever it might be and they still might be below sub 500 but feel like they probably should be in the dance versus a team that just got a bunch of forfeits right, right. right. hey right hey, let's right. talk about um uh, the the difference now and and you 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 talked about it a little bit earlier but so let's talk about how this the, how this went down this year the computer the computer picked the teams correct correct and then the the um uh, the the WIA and WFCA were in a room and they put the teams in different brackets and then the computer picked the matchups. Yeah, so the computer seeded them out. So the full field, all of the qualifying field, and that's where everybody had to, you know, from an athletic director standpoint, we had to make sure all of our scores um, were in, all of our schedules were accurate, all of our contests um, were validated, and then we also had. Uh, this halftime points given up. That's one of the metrics that they used uh, to determine uh, seating, I believe. And I think that factored into groupings and seating. But the computer generated that 224 field. They put the lines in it for the divisions. And then the, the, um, the committee of WIA, WFCA worked together to group. And then once those groups were made and there was eight teams in a grouping, they pumped them back into the computer and the computer spit out the seeds and the matchups and here we are wow wow see i'm not sure look i'll get used to it but i i when you were coaching oconomowoc did you like the um the saturday morning where you'd find out where you had to go and then you know zip over there at 10 o'clock and look guy look guys eyeball the eyeball and say okay i think we're the one seed and here's why yeah, the seating meeting process, I think, allowed you to have an appreciation for all of the intangible factors that come into a game, like your your starting quarterback was out or you had an injury um, up in your defensive front or you played on a short week, which, which affected your prep. Um, all of those little things I felt were the good pieces of the seating meeting where you could truly understand another team's case for whatever seed they, they felt like they had or didn't have. And those conversations I thought were healthy. However, um, getting up early and having to go drive an hour, hour and a half to, to have a discussion to figure out the seeds wasn't always the, uh, the most fun. Um, but you know, usually you got to the end of the day, but it, it a lot of times the, the computer and whatnot got us to, those seating meetings got us to where we already thought it was going to be anyway, a lot of the times, not every time, but uh, that human element is an important piece, but uh, I don't know, I was kind of indifferent about it. See, I thought, I, I loved those things. I got to be honest with you. I did. I thought, you know what, the, 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 these were fun, and sometimes they got really interesting. Other times it was a 10-minute, shake hands, how you doing, good to see you, yep, everything's perfect, let's get out of here. But I liked going to those meetings sometimes because it was important. And as a sales guy, 
I, I, I like that kind of atmosphere. And not everybody does, but I certainly did. Hey, last question before we get to a break. Um, any surprises for you from the Classic 8 with Waukesha West getting in? I mean, I thought we had that conversation, and we both thought in order for them to get in, they had to get a win last night. They didn't. Um, any surprises for, for, for you from the Classic 8 on, on the teams that got in? Um, no, I think the Waukesha West one was a little bit of a surprise, but I think, you know, I don't, I think the computer, when you look at their non-conference schedule, they scheduled a, a tough non-conference and then they played a lot of tough teams throughout their, their conference slate. And I think, you know, taking McGuanago down to the wire last night, and I think they went for two twice or something like that, but they ended up losing by two points. I wonder if all of that just factored into it and said they, you know, they did enough to get in, but they're three and six, so that is a little surprise. Um, but you know, Waukesha West has earned it versus a team that might have gotten five forfeits and gotten into the playoffs. Hundred percent. So that, so that uh, you, you respect that and what they've had to do and, and, and endure through their season. So um, other than that, I think uh, I think everything kind of shook out. I think. Um, Kettle Moraine might be a sleeper down there in Division Two, and um, you know, kind of watch out for them. And well, and, well hey Ryan, you know, Classic Eight got six teams in. City Conference got seven. Yeah, here's the one thing I'd say about the Classic Eight this year, Mike. Is typically the Classic Eight would get broken up and dispersed across a whole bunch of different regions of the state. Right. Right. This year. As you look across the brackets, they really tried to keep, I think, conferences together so that you basically have to eliminate your, yourself and make sure the representation across the state is balanced because uh, a true blue Classic 8 person will tell you it's the toughest conference in the state all the time, every time. And other conferences will tell you we don't really know that because our conference always gets grouped and yours always gets broken up. And so we always eliminate ourselves where you guys always get to go and try and showcase. And if we truly broke everybody up, then we would know. So that's kind of the both sides of that argument, too. So I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, specifically the Division One bracket with McGuanago, Muskego, Oconomowoc, Arrowhead, all kind of in the same deal, turning out to be a, a conference tournament. Yeah, well, we're going to do we're going to pick it up right there. Because we're gonna we're gonna discuss that, and I want to know if, if if you like that or dislike it, and I won't tell you my feeling on it until the other side of the break. This is the look. We're gonna talk. Ryan and I are gonna talk almost the whole first hour um, about what I'm seeing, and we're gonna break down division. You know, one, two, three, four. If we can get the, through seven, um, we'll do that. He is Ryan McMillan, the athletic director at Muskego. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Ryan McMillan. We're going to have Ryan for the first hour today. You got uh, some pretty good things going on today, Coach. Absolutely. Uncle Kyle's getting hit, so it should be a fun time. It's a perfect day for a wedding. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, can't beat it. Sunny, a little cool. It's great. You uh, So the whole family's getting together. You think uh, high school football will be talked about at that wedding tonight? Absolutely. It was getting talked about uh, two nights ago at the uh, rehearsal dinner, and the whole family's in it, so we'll have some good conversations as we uh, take a look at the brackets. Well, Wanakee, you know, that you guys will talk uh, old uh, your, your stomping grounds, undefeated number one seed. The number two seed in, in, in that bracket is uh, Menominee. And uh, there's some pretty good football teams in that bracket, Coach. Yeah, there's no doubt Wanaki did not get a favorable draw with uh, Menominee and DeForest um, and potentially a dangerous River Falls team as a top. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that for sure. Hey, at uh, 1045 today, we're going to have on Travis Wilson, and we'll talk to him a little bit about his feelings on this. At uh, 11 o'clock, we'll have our Kurt Electric Superhero of the Week. At uh, 1115, assistant uh, coach over at Franklin, who's also the new owner of Ideal Logos, is going to join us. We'll have a special guest at 1125, and then I'm going to fill in the last two segments with some coaches in the area, talk a little bit about, we get a lot of coach speak this time of year for sure. So we will uh, we will talk to uh, some coaches between 11:30 and the end of the show to find out how they're feeling about about their bracket. And if you haven't seen the brackets yet, uh, again the number one seeds in Division One: Kimberly, Sun Prairie, Franklin, and McGuanago. And uh, it's it's going to be a really interesting. I, I, I'm looking forward to talking to some people about their feelings on how this went down. Now with computer generated, look they they will. Um, they will get the teams in, and then they will take a look at who should be in what bracket and then put it in this computer and let the computer pick who's playing who. And uh, there are some questions I have. One of the things Ryan talked about, and I think we lost Ryan here for a minute. Uh, we'll get him back. But is they took a lot of the teams from the Classic Gate, McGuanago, Arrowhead, uh, Oconomowoc, and Muskego are all in the same bracket. And I – Sussex Hamilton is one that I kind of just kind of fell for a little bit. Um, the undefeated, they lost to McGuanago the first game and then ran the table. They're the three seed, and if they beat Milwaukee Tech, Milwaukee Hamilton, um, and uh, and Tech that are combined, Auburn Tech that are combined, um, if they beat them, then they'll play the winner of the Oconomowoc Muskego game. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, boy, if, I, if I'm that coaching staff over at, at Hamilton, you know, I'm telling our kids, look, we got to beat the, we got to beat good teams to get through anyway. But I'm thinking, man, I, I'm not sure this is right. Hey, um, Ryan, are you ha- are you happy that the four teams from the Classic Eight are all clumped together? Well, I don't know that happy would be the right word to describe it. <laughs> um, it, uh, I guess, it is what it is, and it's. I mean, I think regardless of the conference that you're in, um, 
splitting yourselves up and maybe one of you go together or you have a partner in crime, if you will, as you take on the bracket. Um, but if you wanted a true, true playoff um, picture, like I'd love to see everybody get mixed up regardless of the conference and, and spaced all around. And, and uh, you know, travel is one of those things that gets debated there. But, I, you know, the larger schools, specifically in the southern half of the state, really travel is not that big of a deal. Um, and for the most part, our schools can handle it. But, uh, yeah, I would lean on the side of breaking conferences up every single time. And But, uh, you know, that's not always the case. I know in the Madison area, you know, as we used to be coaching and whatnot, we would get put in a bracket when you're the odd man out, too, of a, a bracket of eight, and you're the only school from your conference, and you're looking around the room, and there's seven other schools from another conference. Um, or six other schools and maybe one other person, that's not always the best uh, ideal scenario either. So I like seeing conferences get broken up for sure. Well, in Southern Lakes, in Division Two, Southern Lakes, Union Grove got the one. And I'll tell you what, if you're Union Grove, you're feeling really good about being that conference champ and, and you, you wake up and, and you're the one seat. And, and you're gonna, your opening game is against Waukesha West, who got the eight. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I'm jumping up and down if I'm the Union Grove coaching staff either. But from the Southern Lakes Conference, they grouped four teams in that um, in that bracket as well. Union Grove, Burlington got the five. They're playing Waterford, who got the four. And then Badger got the two. So there's four teams there um, from that conference as well. But then you go back to Division One, and... Um, you've got Franklin and Oak Creek in, in, in one bracket, but they're the only ones from their conference in, in, in that bracket. So they there are some some conferences that they, like you said, took one or two teams, kind of a crime, you know, partner in crime with you. But then there are, there are other conferences like yours that they put four teams in in the same conference, and I think that's more of a – at times it's a conference championship tournament. Absolutely. Yeah, it uh... – it's kind of how you got to play it out in the Big Eight Conference. Typically, had to deal with that year after year. Um, they don't like it at all. If you talk to any of those folks over there, um, and our Classic Eight people, I'm sure will be saying the same thing as we get going here. But you know, you could have uh, McGuanago and Arrowhead meeting in Level Two, and they just played, you know, two weeks ago, a week ago from that actual game. So um you always want to see new opponents you want to see fresh opponents i think it's more fun that way it's it's more challenging um and sometimes uh that rematch uh can be difficult so um we're kind of looking at one of those two in, in Muskego and Oconomowoc and and time will tell what what happens there but it, it there's no doubt breaking everybody up and then shuffling the deck i think everybody regardless of where you're at uh loves that you know, I one one thing that jumped off uh, in Division One, the page at me, the upper bracket with Kimberly uh, playing DC Everest and Chippewa Falls, Stevens Point, but then you've got Appleton North, Hudson, Nina, um, and Wausau West, and then you take Bayport and move them down. They're the number two seed with Franklin, Milwaukee Riverside, Milwaukee Pulaski, Oak Creek, Milwaukee Marshall, uh, Marquette, and Manitowoc Lincoln. If you're Bayport, I, I think I'm really happy with that. I Look, I don't have to see Franklin. You know, if I get past Manitowoc Lincoln, and then I'll probably play Milwaukee Marquette, who hasn't had a great year. Now, they've been playing better as of late. But I, I can get to level three before I see Franklin rather than, you know, getting to level two and having to see somebody like a, a Wausau West, a Stevens Point, or Kimberly, somebody like that. Yeah, there's no doubt they they got a great look at it. And the other thing is they're going to have Manitowoc Lincoln come to them. Right. Then they're going to have, you know, Marquette or Milwaukee Marshall come to them. And that's a hike, you know, Milwaukee to to Green Bay. But, um, you know, if they would have done that all across the state, we probably could have lessened people's travel at least level one. Uh, Potentially, you know, 80% of it in level two, but they, they didn't necessarily do that. But. Uh, there's no doubt Bayport's got to be very, very happy where they're at because they're looking at, uh, you know, marching through level one and level two and uh, taking their shot at Franklin and seeing what that's all about. Now they're going to have to get on the bus and come to Franklin, so that's a that's another uh, animal right there with the football operations side of things. But, 
it, you are you are spot on about that one. Hey, at what level did they? And then we've got to get to a break. What level did they start playing at neutral sites? Uh, level four. Okay. So they'll go one, two, and three at the higher seeds, and then level four is mandatory neutral site. Can there be some neutral sites in? In level three, there can be, but I believe it's both schools uh, need to agree to it. 100%. We're going to get you a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue this conversation. And at 1045, Travis Wilson from Wisports.net, who is he's really involved with a lot of this, we'll get his thoughts on how this all worked out and if he thinks that this is exactly the way this is going to go you know, from here on out. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaching Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is Ryan McMillan, Athletic Director at Muskego. We'll be joined at 1045 by Travis Wilson with Sports.net. And he'll, uh, I'm sure he'll have a lot to talk about when it comes to these brackets. Hey, um, Ryan, I don't know how deep you got into this if you even uh, looked at Division Three at all. Um, but I saw Greendale up uh, uh, up close and personal last night as they played uh, Greenfield. And, boy, they got some players uh, at Greendale. Well-coached, undefeated, undefeated conference champs, undefeated throughout the year. They got the one seed. Uh, Mosinee got a one seed in Division Three. Luxembourg Cassio got a one seed. And Plymouth got a one seed. And then, again, in, in on the side of the bracket um, with Plymouth, you're looking, Milwaukee Madison got in. Um, so that's actually another uh, city conference team that I didn't notice because I was looking at Division One and Division Two. So Milwaukee Madison got in as well as the eighth seed uh, to play Plymouth. Grafton and Pewaukee, um, not, sh- not ha- sure I'm happy if I'm either of those two teams. If, if I'm a five and a four, you know, I... To, for for Pewaukee, who's a really good football team, to have to travel to Grafton, and then you take a look at some of the other matchups, going, hey, hold on a second, you know, now we we should maybe be a little bit of a better seed, but boy, to have to to have Pewaukee to travel to Grafton um, as the five four, I, I I just look at that and I think, man, I wouldn't be so happy if I was either of those teams. Yeah, that is definitely a, a tougher. Um, grouping of eight in Division Three for sure. Um, you know, and Pewaukee and Grafton are usually two teams that once we get to the playoffs, they get kind of broken up, and then they typically make runs, you know, historically. Yep. Um, and I think that is going to be a darn good football game, and it's too bad it has to happen, you know, early on because there's some other, you know, games that you're looking at going, this isn't going to be much of a game, but um, those two schools, if uh, if you're buying tickets to level one, that might be one to go to, that's for sure. Well, and I'll tell you another one in Division II, the, um Homestead at home against Brookfield Central. You know, yeah, uh, Brookfield Central has not had the kind of year um, that that you normally get from a Brookfield Central team, but I saw them early in the year, and they were one play away from, from, from uh, tying or knocking off Catholic Memorial. Right, and their their non conference was very difficult because I, I believe I don't remember exactly who it was, but they turned right back around after Catholic Memorial and played somebody else tough again. Uh, yeah, they lost to uh, at home against Pulaski. There you go. So yeah, it uh, they've been challenged this year, so that's a battle tested group, and if they get going and and things swing their way, they are very capable of uh, potentially knocking off Homestead and. And making a run in this thing too, and, and they're an eight seed. And if you go back to Division Three, a team like Ashwaubenon is also an eight seed, and those are historically football powers. And 
you know, that could be interesting if one of these teams gets hot and, and gets gets going here. You know, Homestead's a, 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 in a location that I know when Coach Keel was there, we had this conversation a lot. He never really knew where they were going to send him. You know, is he going to stay in this area? Is he going to go south? Is he going to go to the north? Is he going to go to the west? And that bracket in Division Two, Homestead against Brook Central, and then you get Milwaukee King, and you got to congratulate Nicolet. They're a four seed, and Nicolet being a four seed, you know, and and think about where we are in in the football world right now. Brook Central is an eight seed, and Nicolet's a four seed. Yeah, that uh, you know, if you go ask the Nicolet people, when's the last time they they had a seed at all? Right. Um, you know that that is a very good job by that program and getting going and hopefully uh, football is coming back to be healthy in that school because it will only help the uh, the North Shore Conference get stronger in that area um, the North Side of Milwaukee get stronger so good for them. Hey, I'll tell you this: um, I saw Brookfield East a couple weeks ago. That's a really good football team, and for Brookfield East to get a six seed. Uh, you're 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 talking about a, a, a team now. They lost the last two games. Lost Marquette. Lost Sussex Hamilton. Um, they they had beaten Brook Central. They had beaten West Dallas Hill. They had beaten um, uh, Wheaton Academy. They beat Watertown. And all of a sudden, their Brook East is the sixth seed. And if you're Wauwatosa West, they were flying, man. We had Wauwatosa coach on earlier in the year. They were flying. They get the three seed. And if they get by Brookfield East, they're probably going to play Germantown, who's the two seed. That's a, that's a tough road. You're right. That's that bracket with Homestead and Brook Central and Milwaukee King, Nicolay, Tosa West, Brookfield East, Milwaukee Reagan, and Germantown. That might be the toughest bracket in division two yeah and going back to brook east like the dangerous thing about them is they lost their last two games by one possession in each game um and were knocking on the door to to swing both of them they made a run at uh at sussex late in the game to to close it down and, and were threatening again um so they they go from a six seed, they could be from a six seed to a conference champion Right. potentially a one or a two right yes um so that that could be dangerous yeah that bracket is tough and i think the bracket with wanakee deforest river falls and menominee is probably the other tough bracket in the division two world yeah you look at that game last night with brookfield east and sussex hamilton brookie scores first and then they give up uh 28 unanswered actually 35 unanswered points and now it's thirty-five-seven with six minutes to go in the, in the third quarter, and they go on and and they score the next uh, twenty-one points. It's thirty-five twenty-eight, and like you said, they had the ball. Um, they scored with twenty seconds to go to get to thirty-five twenty-eight, and so they were rolling at the end of that game. And uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm Wauwatosa West that I thought that I was going to wake up today as the three seed and have to play Brookfield East the first round. Hey, let's get to a break so we can spend as much time as we can with Travis Wilson. Uh, he will join us on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores. I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is Ryan McMillan, Athletic Director at Muskego, where you're now joined by Travis Wilson with Sports.net. Travis, how you doing? I'm tired. Man, I bet <laughs> it was a that long would, night last night. My first question would be, I can't believe that you answered my text about coming on because I just thought... Maybe there's a chance he's sleeping, but I'm going to send him the text anyway. Um, thank you so much for a couple of minutes of your time. Uh, we started the show. I've gotten more questions this week, uh, Travis, about city conference and how some of these city conference teams are going to be qualified to play to get in the playoffs. And I think if I counted right, eight teams from the city conference. Have you have you had questions regarding this? Uh, we've had questions about this all year because we, if, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the season, you know, it was a mess at MPS um, with teams not playing, with teams not getting started right away, with not knowing who was playing, 
you know, the whole issue with their uh, eligibility and registration system causing problems. Uh, we knew it was going to be, uh, you know, create some challenges. I don't know that we expected it was going to create challenges all the way up until the day of the the playoff release, the, the final Friday of the regular season, because things were changing constantly over the last couple of weeks in terms of what MPS was doing with how conference teams were counting, which games were affecting uh, playoff seating. There was uh, a lot of confusion that continued into last night, and ultimately it did lead to uh, some teams getting in um, that, you know, Milwaukee Riverside, for instance, Patrick Wagner is, is you know, someone I know well and work with well, but they won one game in conference on the field. They had two forfeit wins. And, you know, it's just I, I understand where people are coming from and looking at it and saying, you know, why or how did this happen? Um, but, again, it was, it was changing constantly. It was hard to keep up with, to be honest with you. Uh, ultimately, roughly the same number of teams got in that would in any other year. So, I don't know. It kind of is what it is. And, and unless or until MPS uh, or the WIA make some changes with, with things, it's just you're going to get MPS teams in, and people are going to feel like they shouldn't be in. And, that's just kind of what it is. Well, and look, I I have not reached out this morning to to Patrick, and I I, I agree with you. He he's as good as they get, and and he's he's really good at what he does. But I'm wondering how he personally is feeling about getting in, because I, I if I know him, I I got to believe that he's thinking. Hold on a second, I I. I, are, did we did, do we deserve to get in the playoffs this year? And I think if I think if we had him on, he would say no. We I don't think we do, and I don't know how this happened. And I'm not sure. I I just don't know, Travis. Who are the teams that didn't get in because of some of the the shenanigans? And I'll call it that that the city conference MPS did to get some of their teams in. Who are some of the teams that didn't get in that are saying, look, this isn't fair. Maybe our conference should start doing some of this stuff. Well, it's teams that finished three and four in conference and did not have good resumes themselves. So if if someone's not happy about not getting in the postseason in, in an MPS team getting in, they finished under 500 in conference. They finished fifth or maybe sixth in their conference and did not have a good resume anyway. So it's hard to say that, you know, anybody should be too upset but um howard's grove was a team that that we actually projected to be in um and because of all the wackiness with how forfeits worked and replacement games and everything else they ended up being out but uh you know it's those kinds of teams that again don't have a good resume themselves so ultimately win some games and you get in yeah, correct. I understand that. But if you don't win some games, then mess around with the schedule a little bit better. Have your have your conference do that, and then may, I I don't know. I look. I get a little upset with some of this, and when people say, in fact, my co-host said this to me yesterday. Well, look, they're 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 looking for a way to get some of their 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 kids a chance to play extra football. That's great. But if everybody does some of the things that they did this year, then the whole system crashes, right? Well, the, the problem was they MPS teams, most of them did not play the same number of conference games that everybody else did. Correct. That was the point of the statewide realignment that, that went into play last year and is in, in play this year, was bringing standardization to you know, what it took to get into the postseason. And in a normal year, you know, in a normal situation for teams, it took four wins to clinch a playoff spot. Well, there were teams in MPS that clinched a playoff spot with three wins that, again, had several forfeits on their record. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't the same, and, and that's what the, the whole point of the whole realignment was supposed to do. And, you know, yeah, I, I get it. I, I, it. It's unfortunate. At the same time, though, you know, I, I would love nothing more than MPS and the Milwaukee City Conference to have teams that are being competitive, not just in the conference, but outside of the conference that are, you know, uh, making some runs in the playoffs. That would be good for high school football in the state of Wisconsin. I don't know what it'll take to get to that point, but it's been a while since you know we've we've had some real competitive teams in MTS. Yeah, I agree. Hey, let's get to uh, let's get to these brackets. When you looked at the bracket, is there one team that you went, oh man, I like for me it was Sussex Hamilton. 
that, that when I saw Susquehanna Hamilton got the three seed, and if they beat Milwaukee Hamilton, they've got either Muskego or Conemwalk staring at them. And I, I just thought, man, that's it. They got a tough draw. They did, but there were three one-loss teams in that group. So somebody was going to get a three seed and feel like they got you know jobbed a little bit or yep. that, that they deserved better. And certainly in a different grouping, perhaps Sussex Hamilton is a two. Um, you know, maybe they're a one depending on the year. So it just kind of depends on how the groupings come out. Um, you know, I know, I know coach McMillan and Muskego Warriors are probably a little uh, upset that they got a two seed behind McGuanago who they defeated. Uh, but there was a few instances like that of head to head where one team beat another team and they were seated differently. But you have to remember with the seating process this year, with the computer seating, Every team is being compared against every other team in the state and in their grouping. So if you go just by head-to-head, then Oconomowoc would have been ahead of Muskego, right? I understand it's a different scenario. Muskego and Maguanago both had one loss, but head-to-head is not part of the criteria, and it would be difficult to do it as part of the criteria. Um, and, again, you're being compared to every other team not just one team. Hey, Ryan, uh, your, uh, your, your number one question for Travis Wilson would be what? Oh, um, how how big is the committee that puts the groupings together? Are you a part of that? Are you in that room? Do you get to help out there or not really? I did not do that this year. I went last year when we did the COVID pods. That was the first time I had gone on behalf of the WFCA to assist the WIA with that process. There are multiple people up there in the WIA office that, that do the groupings. Tom Shafransky, who oversees football, is certainly headed up uh, that Todd Clark, who's been around the WIA for a long time, Stephanie Hauser, and then there were two WFCA representatives up there, our friend Doug Sarver, and also John Hoke, the former head coach at Lancaster, were involved in putting together those groupings. I said earlier this week that I thought the groupings might look a little different than they always have because you didn't have the same people looking at it. Dave Anderson and Wade Lebecki had handled the bulk of that over the last number of years, and you know you could have 10 people look at the 32 teams in division one and have them, you know, have them grouped differently. And none of them would be wrong necessarily. They're just different. So there were some changes this year in how groupings were drawn uh, because there's different people looking at it, but there was a, a good group of people up there working on it. You know, one of the things that, that people have been frustrated about for the last few years, Franklin and Muskego in the same group over and over and over, they're not this year. So, you know, that's one of those things that, um, changed a little bit because you have some different perspectives yeah it wouldn't it be something that franklin and muskego met in camp randall that'd be kind of cool <laughs> well now there's there's two schools that think that would be really cool but you right. know they uh i that i think people wanted to see that game last year ryan right no i know i i agree with you better late than to have a tournament last year maybe so. better knows? late than never hey travis were there any in any division it doesn't matter to me, and we don't have a ton of time, but were, were there any teams that you thought, look, I look at, at Division One, and I think Bayport woke up happy today. I think Bayport, even though there's going to be a little bit of travel uh, possibly down the, in, the, in their future, I think they woke up fairly happy to be a two-seed and being able to play Manitowoc Lincoln at home and then, and then possibly either Marquette or Milwaukee Marshall at home and not have to travel much until level three. And they're not looking at some of these teams, um, you know, up closer to them like a Kimberly. And and I'm wondering, are there teams throughout the brackets that you go, man, I, I think they woke up this morning feeling pretty good? Well, I think there's a lot of them, to be honest with you, because there was people that were upset. And if somebody's upset because they felt like they got lower than they should have, then that means that some people got maybe yeah. higher than they thought they would. So it, it's always a trade-off, right? And there's always going to be complaints and there's always going to be people that are happy about it no matter what you do because no system is perfect whether it is coaches seating whether it is computer seating whether it is a third party seating whether i did the seating people would be mad about something so that's just the nature of the beast but uh you know i i looked at the groupings especially and thought they were really interesting created some different uh and new and interesting matchups and opportunities the seating is what it is uh, again, there were some people that understandably were frustrated and, you know, maybe it's something that looks at to get tweaked, but overall I thought things went pretty well. And again, there's always going to be somebody upset, 
There's always going to be somebody really pleased with how things worked out. Hey, you know, next next year it should be, Travis, you and I and Ryan McMillan should just do the whole thing. Then nobody will be upset. Well, I would need a lot of money to do that because <laughs> I'd create a lot of enemies and people would be mad at me about it. They already are mad at me, and I don't have anything to do with it. Yes, I, right? People yell at me for stuff, and I'm like, what? I had nothing to do with that. I just blame you all the time, Travis. There you go. I go. Travis Wilson told me that. Hey, Travis, thank you so much for your time. I know pulling you away from uh, youth football, I really appreciate a couple of minutes. Uh, have a good weekend. I hope you get to bed early tonight. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, you, Ryan. Uh, hopefully we'll see you guys down the road. You got it. Hey, Ryan, thank you so much. I know we're going to cut you loose at this point. Have a good time at uh, your brother's wedding. Um, it should be a, just a phenomenal day for you and your family. Please say hi to your, your wife and your dad for me. Absolutely will do. I appreciate it, Mike, and uh, it should be a great one, and uh, we'll talk soon. Oh, next week. We'll have a lot to talk about next Saturday. Um, level 1 will be in the books, and we'll uh, talk about level winners of level 1, and we'll talk about some games in level 2. So have fun this weekend, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thanks, sir. Take care. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.